Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and joining me on this episode is Eric Dewan, consultant and guest lecturer over at IEA Training and managing partner at Michael Sullivan and Associates, LLP. An engaging speaker, Eric conducts seminars across California to assist employers in navigating the state's rigorous, ever-evolving compliance regulations, and he wears a really cool bow tie. Eric is a published contributing author to Forbes, and he co-authored MSNA's ebook Navigating COVID-19, a legal guide for California's employers. It's a free resource, by the way, for businesses in the state of California, regularly updated to reflect the changing pandemic landscape. So please do check that out. Hey, Eric, welcome to the show today. Oh, well, Bill, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So, Eric, beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you start by taking a minute or two and telling our listeners a bit more about yourself and what you get up to? Thank you for the great introduction. You pretty much uh, nutshelled most of the hats that I wear. Uh, One of the more important ones, I guess, is I'm a trial attorney. I've been doing that for uh, 23 years. Uh, Employment law focused, defense only for businesses, HR and um, that is my, my first passion, being in the courtroom. But with that, uh, I developed a passion over the years also for educating our businesses, employers, um, HR, and I spend a lot of time educating. And uh, it's a lot of fun for me because usually we are at conferences and getting material out there to people who really are craving um, up-to-date information. Um, as you put it, the laws are ever-evolving, ever-changing um, on a constant basis, especially in my employment law world. So I manage our employment law department at Michael Sullivan and Associates uh, with my team. And uh, in my spare time, I also spend a lot of time educating. I work with IEA as uh, at providing uh, course material information and uh, guest le- a guest lecturer as well. So uh, that's a lot of fun for me because I have a great passion for getting uh, the information out there on disability management, uh, which is, I think is an area that needs a lot of focus uh, that I've seen over the years. And I think that is a great conduit to do that. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Wonderful. Thank you very much. And uh, by the way, listeners, you're going to be hearing a lot about IEA on this show over the next 12 months. Uh, There's going to be lots of adverts in the episodes, and we're going to be doing lots of different interviews with IEA folks. Um, which is awesome because it's a great organization. So watch this space there. Um, okay, so as part of your role over at Michael Sullivan and Associates, Eric, you, you conduct seminars across California to assist employees in navigating those rigorous, ever-evolving compliance regulations, of course, always with an emphasis on preventing 
litigation in the first place and often right. in that beautiful bow tie no, um, from, from the conversations <laughs> from the conversations that you've had what what have been some of the biggest challenges faced by employers in the past 12 maybe 24 months well, yeah, so I can give you the perspective as a trial attorney, because what I see in the real world, uh, not just in California, but nationwide, are a bunch of different trends. One is, you know, wage and hour, of course, is always a hot topic for employers, uh, especially this last year with a lot of issues with class actions. PAGA, which is more California specific, the Private Attorney General Act, uh, arbitration agreements, uh, issues like that have been on the forefront, but um, I predicted uh, after the pandemic had ended that we would see a great spike in disability-related, leave-related lawsuits, claims out there. And that, unfortunately, is exactly what we've seen, um, a very sharp spike in, uh, in claimed disability discrimination, uh, failure to accommodate uh, leave-related types of claims uh, that have, and, and many being uh, originally work compensation related, meaning it was an industrial injury that evolved into a civil suit, which very often happens. Uh, so I spend a lot of time trying to educate my clients and just in general, um, the people I speak to about how to prevent these issues, or at least, you know, you can never prevent litigation. You know, if somebody's going to sue, they're going to sue. So the best you can do in a very uh, litigation-oriented environment we're in is to prepare those defenses, prepare those documents and those responses in the best way possible. And that is the challenge uh, to, to prepare that. And at the end of the day, if you do get a suit or a claim or these letters that we see all of the time that you know that you have done everything uh, as best you can. Tiger Hall is a social learning platform that offers professional learners a personalized and engaging experience. And we're proud to support this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. Think of Tiger Hall as the social media of learning where you get bite-sized, real-world, actionable insights from leaders and subject matter experts in your organization, industry trailblazers, and top executives from Fortune 500 companies. Dive into Tiger Hall for an innovative experience in micro-learning, scaling tribal knowledge, sales enablement, leadership development, peer-to-peer learning through engaging social cohorts, and more. Visit tigerhall.com to learn more and start your 30-day trial today. You're also an employment law expert consultant with IEA training, of course, and that's an organization that's dedicated to providing HR risk managers, managers and insurance carriers, uh, education on disability management and other employment related compliance mandates. It's headed up by a lovely chap called Brian. Please do check them out. Um, Eric, tell me about your role over there. Uh, sure. So, um, like I mentioned before, there, uh, well, let me step back for a second. Before I became involved with IEA, I had noticed that there was a gap in in the market for education, for HR and risk professionals, in particular in the disability management area. Now, IEA has been around for over 100 years, um, and it was acquired by uh, my firm, but as a separate entity. 
uh, back in 2020. And the goal with that is to find was to find a conduit for education um, to put out there that is not only um, up to date, but is fun to learn for the people who are trying to grasp on these very complicated issues and is easy to learn. Um, it, it, I, I find that in the feedback was in the previous ideations of these programs uh, around, uh, around the nation was that they were hard to understand. They were too, full of legalese, full of um, you know, challenging people to be more at a lawyer you know, level, and people were not interested or they lost interest really quickly. Um, and I try to make sure when I educate, when I speak, that it's in a way that people really understand and, you know, care to listen because people tend to tune out when you start, you know, using elements of law and legalese and those types of things, because these things can be really broken down to a very simple, in a simple fashion. Now, that's not to say that disability management is, uh, is easy. It's actually quite challenging because that involves a lot of strategy for every issue that comes up. And you have to really know your stuff in order to be able to create those strategies on the fly. So um, when we acquired IEA, it was a full reimagined uh, platform. And I um, took part in, I was very proud to take part in revamping it entirely in a way that um, with having the input from a lot of HR people, uh, since I uh, am with a lot of programs, of what would make a difference. We utilized that input to make something I think was very streamlined and easy to learn. Um, and that has been, fortunately, the, uh, the feedback so far of people who have been taking these courses. Now, it also, uh, I am employment law 24-7. Uh, my firm also has a very large workers' comp and civil department. In tandem, IEA also has many workers' comp-oriented certifications. Uh, I kept uh, my part focused on the employment law HR component, which is the CPDM, uh, Certified Professionals and Disability Management components, which has three different courses. And that is directed at HR and risk managers who want to focus on and get certified in specifically disability management. The FMLA leaves, the CIFRA leaves, the ADA leaves, all of the things that go into uh, disability-related claims, including workers' comp. I'd like to delve a bit more in, into the fit now between Michael Sullivan and IEA, if that's okay. Um, of course. Thank you. Uh, IEA Training has been a trusted partner to California's workers' compensation system and to the absent management professions uh, for, for around about 140 years. Listeners. That's right. Okay. These are, these are no kids on the, new kids on the block. Oh, no, they've been around for a while. That's for sure. They, they know their stuff. You, you mentioned a moment ago about that acquisition by Michael Sullivan and Associates in 2020, and that, and that certainly marked a new chapter in IEA's story. Can you talk a bit more about what that fit was, why why get involved with IEA? Why why make that acquisition? And as part of your answer there, perhaps you can share some some insights into what initiatives Brian and the team are looking to introduce to the to, to IEA over the coming years. 
Sure. So the um, the draw and the connection was really this um, the, this gap between the program that was out there, which was a, a good program, and the input from the the experts in the field, the employment law experts, the workers' comp experts, um, and those that were actually dealing directly with clients and their real litigation and day-to-day needs. Uh, so the hope was to provide that input in that uh, facility to recreate what um, was already a good pro- program to something that was elevated in a way that um, met our today's HR and risk manager needs. And I work quite a bit with um, with these organizations like SHRM and Pyra and all of these organizations that work with HR and risk. And I, um, I continued not to see a focus on um, the disability related components. Um, so this was an opportunity to bring that in. And a lot of people hadn't heard at that point in these SHRM and uh, Pyro related programs of this certification, the CPDM certification, where they could meet that need, that, that desire to have a more breadth of knowledge in what they really deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, I, I recall when we first were thinking about this, that um, what really made me excited about this was that I almost daily get calls. Well, I, don't even, I wouldn't even say almost. I get daily <laughs> calls from my clients exactly on how to handle these issues. And this isn't just from you know my employers who don't know anything about HR. This is from... HR professionals have been doing it for 35, 40 years, and they continue to struggle with these, with how to uh, navigate these complex disability issues, how to do these reasonable accommodation issues. What do you do when there's a workers' comp non-industrial leave and it crosses over into FMLA and CIFRA? And how long is too long when they ask for uh, time off? All of these things they have to deal with on the fly and they have to do it right because there's not a lot of um, forgiving wiggle room for employers to, uh, in, you know, nationwide, but in particular under California laws as well. If you have an employee in California, you have to be particularly careful because there's no, um, more employee friendly, uh, place in the universe other than California, except, uh, maybe more finitely San Francisco. Uh, that's, you know, another place we have to be very cautious with when we, uh, we handle these issues. So, um, you know, to answer your question, I, I, I think the breadth of knowledge that the firm has in these employment law and workers' comp and areas was a really fantastic resource to bring IEA to the next level to get out there what these what was really craved by these HR and risk professionals. As far as what uh, to the other part of your question, what is planned in the coming years? I mean, you'll, I, I, have, I think you're going to be able to asked Brian directly, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but my understanding is uh, there's going to be a, um, a, a vast launch nationwide for these programs and our HR and risk professionals, um, and uh, especially in the coming months, um, to get these certifications. And, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I find that my, and I deal mostly directly with HR, 
um, my HR professionals love is, hey, not only am I getting this education, I get this cool, you know, uh, tagline on my signature with all my SHRM certifications. And then I have my CPDM certifications. So people know that I know my stuff. Um, and that's exciting for them as well. It's exciting for us because we're part of, you know, providing that education. So hopefully that answered your question. It certainly does. You're very good at answering questions for a lawyer. Well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and uh, shameless plug here, listeners, regular listeners of the show will know that I'm never afraid of a shameless plug. Uh, please ch- check out uh, episodes with various Sherm members on this show. Uh, for example, um, I had a lovely time when I chatted with Johnny C. Taylor, the CEO and president over at Sherm, and also Jim Link, the CHRO. Please do take a listen those okay. uh carrying on eric um so you advise on iea's course materials of course let's yep. talk a bit about ai because i can't seem to record an episode these days without talking about ai so let's talk yeah. about ai um, <laughs> um, on, on the on the legal front we all know we've all heard these crazy numbers like um generative ai is getting a 90 percent uh on the on the bar exam and all the rest of it but in, in terms of uh course materials and, and how generative ai will impact that side of things over the coming years what what are your what's your take in terms of how will ai impact the creation of course content over the next 12 to 24 months yeah um well i am a big fan of staying ahead of the curve especially with um ai our firm uh has you know launched our own ai efforts uh internally to facilitate um, issues for our clients, uh, especially in our uh, workers' comp department. Um, the but uh, that said, I uh, as an employment lawyer and seeing that people kind of just jump to things like ChatGPT to create documents and you know create materials and content, I uh, am still very skeptical, um, and I I try it out often very often myself. And uh, I think people just need to be aware, especially HR, uh, that when we do this and when we create materials, arbitration agreements, play him, all those types of things, it is just a rough, rough start. Um, I find when when people are utilizing these, they are not compliant. They are not up to date on, you know, on the law uh, or would otherwise be drafted by an expert in the field. So we have to be very cautious with these materials because, you know, when we get into litigation, they are meticulously dissected by the court, you know, the juries, the, you know, mediator, whoever you're in front of. And we don't get the excuse of, well, ChatGPT gave it to us. You know, we are responsible for it. So my recommendation first with it is, you know, whatever you create with that on your own as HR is um, really well vetted by your employment lawyer. Now, to your point about course materials, um, it, it's not something that we have uh, directly utilized for our course materials yet. I am, you know, definitely open to that as a start. But like I said, it is not at a place at this point in time where it can be trusted to provide accurate law. For example, you know, simple things on there. I, you know, and I I tested it actually this morning again, uh, and I did it, you know, four months ago. I asked chat 
GPT, hey, you know, what is, uh, you know, the administrative department for filing discrimination claims in California? And it said Department of Fair Employment and Housing, which would have been a correct answer two years ago, but it is no longer a correct answer. It is the uh, Civil Rights Department and has been for two years. So even simple things like that are off, much less, you know, uh, very intricate, detailed legal issues. So uh, utilize it with caution. Use an employment law expert, HR expert um, to vet. And uh, and maybe there'll be a day in the years to come where we can just rely on it. But we're nowhere near that yet. How it, we may very well use that um, as source materials in uh, IEA, but not yet until we're entirely comfortable that what we're providing out there is accurate and up-to-date content. Well, indeed. Uh, my understanding is with, with ChatGPT, as an example, um, that's in a closed ecosystem, which only goes to September 2021. So yep. anything in the last couple of years, forget about it. They'll just make stuff up. Um, yep. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, the, the alternative is to create something where uh, it can access any information from anywhere in real time and then become a fully functioning autonomous uh, maybe sentient right. being and then, and then take over the world eric do yeah. we want that yeah. do we want that i've seen terminator i know what you're talking about yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay we are already coming towards the end of this particular episode before we wrap up two more questions for you uh how can absence and disability management courses help to enhance users then to, to better understand workplace wellness and, and gain essential skills for managing absences and, and disabilities effectively. You've mentioned this a wee bit before in this conversation, but let's wrap it up here. Leave our leave our listeners wanting more, wanting to connect with you and learn more about IEA. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, uh, what it provides is a, a skill set for our HR and risk professionals that, you know, very often is not provided in a lot of these certifications. And the skill set is focusing on how to handle in real time these strategies with not only just understanding the basic law, but the impact on our our workforce, right? And you mentioned, you know, employee uh, wellness. I mean, that is also, you know, an issue we have to really take into consideration, taking care of our workforce in a way that um, is meaningful. So it provides that foundation, but it also provides the um, the the challenging strategies and the skill set to be able to deal with this on a daily basis of when these leaves come up, what are the options? Um, you know, if, if we're dealing with a difficult, challenging employee and, you know, that does you know happen time to time, uh, we have the skill set to, you know, play that chess match and know what's happening five, six, seven moves down the line as we get there and how to document it. And I have not seen a program that does it quite this way in, well, as fun a way as it does, because it's, it's, it's a fun program um, to engage in. So that's um, my shameless plug on IEA uh, as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it for, for my clients and my HR professionals. Hey, listen, I'm just a sample size of one, but um, uh, my experience of the IEA team so far has been extremely positive. Uh, they are good people and they are doing what they're doing because they genuinely 
want to help people. But what do I know? There we go. Before we wrap up for today, Eric, how can we learn more about you? Or how can we connect with you? So maybe that's LinkedIn. Maybe you want to share your email address, maybe all over TikTok and places. And also, of course, how can folks, can they also connect? Uh, so how can they also learn more about IEA and Michael Sullivan? and Associates? Oh, fantastic. So the easiest ways for people to just like websites is SullivanAttorneys.com has all of my of Michael Sullivan and Associates information and uh, and links to IEA. If uh, For IEA, it's ietraining.org, not just iea.org. That's a wholly different uh, company uh, that's not related to what we're talking about at all. So ietraining.org. I try to also educate on social media quite a bit. So I'm easy to find uh, with my name on LinkedIn, as well as Instagram. I spend a lot of time sending out source material there and uh, giving uh, some updates as to where the law is heading and what's going on in litigation. So you can find me in both of those areas quite frequently as well. Rock and roll. Well, that just leads me to say, Eric, I feel like this is the start of a beautiful relationship. And I'm going to have you on have you on again in the future, sir. But for now, thank you very much for being my guest. Me too, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.